This is Jackson M. Doggett Jr. Welcome to the Date Life Podcast, where we help you learn and apply eight ancient, universal, and fundamental principles of success so you can live your best life. The Date Life Podcast is sponsored by Doggett Law Firm, a firm focused on family law matters, including pre-marriage legal counsel, family mediation to resolve conflict, and to help you with other traditional family law issues. Find Doggett Law Firm at www.doggettlaw.com. That's D as in Delta, O-G-G-E-T-T-E-L-A-W.com. Or call at 202-470-3515. That's 202-470-3515. Doggett Law Firm for your family. The focus of this episode is to explain what date life means and why this podcast is worth your investment. So buckle up and let's go. Let's talk about the name. Date life is spelled D as in Delta, the number eight and life all together. So the D is simply the first letter of my last name. It is to symbolize the message of date life is my message to the world. The number eight represents the eight ancient, universal and fundamental principles of success that we focus on to live our best life. And then, of course, life is self-explanatory. So Date Life is about Jackson M. Doggett Jr.'s message regarding eight ancient, universal, and fundamental principles of success to help you live your best life. Date Life can also mean your lifespan is limited. It is only so long. So we must realize the brevity of life and wisely use the life that we have. Said another way, date your life, D-A-T-E, date your life, or take stock of your life and make sure you are using it to your best advantage. So where do these eight principles come from? These are not the only principles for success. They are the eight I choose to focus on and believe will lead us all to our best life. Now, I am a Christian, and as a Christian, I use the Bible as my fundamental um, roadmap for life. So, I'm a Christian ordained minister as well. So, I will exegete texts from time to time as we talk about these eight principles. I have found every success principle at all can be found in Holy Scripture. So these eight come from the context of Matthew 22, 34 through 40. That's Matthew 22, 34 through 40. All of the text will be read from the New Living Translation of the Bible. So here's what Matthew says. 
But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. Now, the Sadducees were talking with Jesus about the resurrection. And when they finished that conversation, they wanted to talk some more. So picking it up at verse 35, one of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Luke chapter 10 and verse 27 adds all your strength. So put together, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. I really want you to pay attention to that statement. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Remember, the second is equal in importance to the first. So, These two commandments being equally important say love God without reservation, basically, and love your neighbor as or like you love yourself. I have heard many people say in the church, if you want joy, it's Jesus first, others next, and you last. That is a clever saying, but that is not the teaching of Jesus. Jesus said, love your neighbor as or like you love yourself. So fundamentally, you cannot love anybody more than you love yourself, and you must love yourself first in order to love others. Now, this commandment is just as important or equally as important as the first, to love God without reservation. So I would say you need to love God without reservation, love yourself the way you love God, and love neighbors or others the way you love yourself. And Jesus said the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Love God, love yourself, love others. Love is the foundation. 1 John 4, 8 says, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is Love. I love that text because it does not say God loves. It said God is love. Whatever love is, that's what God is. The foundation of date life is L-O-V-E, love. Now, in the Greek, many of you may have heard that there are at least three words for love. Agape, phileo, and eros. This text says you must agape God, agape yourself, agape others. That's the the base root word. Agape is a concept that says you have done investigation, you have all the information, and yet you still choose to act in love toward yourself, toward God, toward others. You need to have information about God. 
You need to have information about yourself. You need information about others. But at the end of the day, it's a choice. And God knows us. This is what's important to me. God knows us exactly the way we are with all of our good, all of our bad, all of our pretty, all of our ugly. And he still chose to make the ultimate sacrifice just to give us a chance to have a relationship with him. That's who God is. And anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. Now let's get into it a little bit. The first principle of the eight is love God. The way you must love God Matthew 22, 37 is with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And Luke adds all your strength. Now, I am a Christian, but you do not need to be a Christian to benefit from these eight ancient, universal and fundamental principles of success. This principle requires a devotion to your sincerely held belief in your God. Now, I say that without reservation because Jeremiah 29, 13 and 14 says, if you look for me, God speaking, wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. So if you are sincere about your search for God, God will reveal himself. And I do not have to convince you to love the God I love. God, the creator, and I believe there's only one creator, God, the creator, will reveal himself because he created you, he created me, and he wants to have a relationship with us. He really wants that. Love God without reservation. This segment of the Date Life podcast is sponsored by Date Life Nation, where our listeners gather in an online forum to help each other grow and apply the eight principles of success. We will tell you how to join Date Life Nation in upcoming episodes of Date Life podcast. Listen for that. Next, love yourself. The second principle is to love yourself. And under that principle, I count five sub-principles, if you will, that will add up to six principles in all, adding toward our eight. So the first one is love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second is love yourself. And you love yourself by doing five things. Number one, See yourself as God sees you as having inestimable value. God, you've heard, don't make no junk. Forgive the the English, but that's what the sign says. God don't make no junk. So he made you and he made you with inestimable value value. There is only one you. There has never been a you before. There's only one you now, and there will never be another you in the future. We are all unique, 
And God sees us as having inestimable value. Now, I have some Bible texts that I will be sharing in the future to back this up. And as we talk about it week after week, in order to build our self-esteem, we will see how much God cares about us, how much he puts value on us. And while other people try to tear us down, God is always building us up. So that's the first principle under love yourself. Number two, discover your God-given life purpose. Now, purpose is an interesting concept. Purpose, some people say, and I believe, have a specific God-given purpose. That is to say, there's something specific God put you on the planet to do. And I have some examples of that. Esther is an example, and we'll explore how I say that in another episode. Jeremiah is an example. I'll read what it says in Jeremiah 1.5. It says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb, before you were born. I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. So Jeremiah had a specific God-given life purpose to be a prophet to the nations. John the Baptist, the same thing in John chapter 1 and verse 23. I won't read it now. Jesus, the same thing. He says in John 10 and verse 10, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. That is what Jesus said. I came to give them a rich and satisfying life. That's my purpose. Now, yes, he died on the cross, but his fundamental purpose was to give all of us a rich and satisfying life. If you look at the original language, it actually says he came to give us much more than all. That's an amazing concept. Many people have a general God-given life purpose. In fact, all of us do. But I'll give an example of King David. In Acts 13, 36, the Bible says, For after David had done the will of God in his own generation, he died. Now, David did not necessarily have a one thing he was put on the planet to do. But he had to follow the will of God. So what is the will of God? Micah 6, 8 helps us. The Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Everybody has that as a purpose, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Another text I like under this uh, topic is Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 13 and 14. Here is now, here now is my final conclusion. Fear God, not be afraid of God, but have uh, respect for God, have awe for God. Fear God and obey his commandments, for this is everyone's duty. God will judge us for everything we do, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. So here now is my final conclusion. Have awe and respect for God and obey his commandments, for this is everyone's duty. 
Ultimately, our purpose is to become the person God created us to be, to fully become ourselves. So many of us try to pattern our lives after people we respect, but we will only be a second-rate somebody else The at best. What we really need to be striving to be is a first-rate ourselves. Don't try to be anybody else. God built you. You are unique. Nobody else is like you. Nobody can do what you do the way you do it. You ought to be fully confident in who God created you to be and fully become that. The third principle under love yourself is embrace biblical health laws. I like the text in 3 John 2, which is not about health. It's a salutation. It's a greeting, but it's an important greeting. He says, dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. We will spend time talking about health and how that affects your ability to live your best life. Stay tuned for that. And number four, under love yourself, become financially independent as early in life as possible in order to pursue your God-given life purpose without being under the control of other people. That was a mouthful, but I believe it. We must learn to become financially independent and do it as soon in life as we can possibly do it so we can invest our time that we have, the brief time we have on the earth, pursuing our God-given life purpose and not be under the control of other people. One person said to me one time, you know, my job has me by the paycheck. In other words, they didn't really like their job but they couldn't see themselves leaving it because they had organized their life around the income they were getting from that job and didn't see a way to break the cycle of just doing work to get the money. I'm saying you'll be happier and live a better life and move toward your best life when you are financially independent and are able to Pursue your God-given life purpose without being under the control of other people. There is such a thing as passive income that will allow you to take care of your financial needs while you do what you're on the planet to do. There are many Bible texts that undergird this, and I will be exploring those with you. And I will also be bringing in experts in these various topics to help us all to learn to live our best life. Number five, under love yourself, is die with dignity and leave a legacy. I will read a text here, Proverbs 13, 22. Good people leave an inheritance to their grandchildren, but the sinner's wealth passes to the godly. I like that. So, Principle number one, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That means in my mind, love God without any reservation. Give all in your relationship to God. Love him. Love God without any reservation. Number two, love yourself in five specific ways. We will talk about those five specific ways 
as we go forward, but let's review them. See yourself as God sees you as having an inestimable value. Discover your God-given life purpose. Embrace biblical health laws. Become financially independent as early in life as possible in order to pursue your God-given life purpose without being under the control of other people, and then die with dignity and leave a legacy. Now we're going to talk about the third principle, love others. So love God, love yourself, love others. I count two principles within love others. Number one, you love others by nurturing mutually supportive relationships with family and friends. Some people you have to love from a distance because it's not a mutually supportive relationship. It is important that people support each other. Listen to what Ecclesiastes 4.12 says. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. It is important that you nurture mutually supportive relationships with family and friends, and that you love others from a distance so that they cannot drag you down. You need support in order to become your best self. And then number two under love others, you love others by doing satisfying and rewarding work that flows from your God-given life purpose. Now, I have definitions for satisfying and rewarding. Satisfying means to me, others appreciate what you do. I get this from Luke 17, 15 through 17, where Jesus had just healed 10 lepers and only one came back to thank him. And Jesus made a remark. He asked a question. So let's read what it says here. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? That says to me, Jesus expected some appreciation for what he had done for them. And only one came back and Jesus remarked, wait a minute, I healed 10 men. Where are the other nine? We want to do work that is satisfying. That is to say, appreciated by the people who benefit from what we do. And then number two, rewarding rewarding. Your work should provide everything you need to enjoy your life. Let's see what Ecclesiastes 5, 18 through 20 says. Even so, I have noticed one thing at least that is good. It is good for people to eat, drink, 
and enjoy their work under the sun during the short life God has given them, and to accept their lot in life. And it is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life, this is indeed a gift from God. God keeps such people so busy enjoying life that they take no time to brood over the past. Rewarding work should bring to you everything you need to enjoy your life. The writer of Ecclesiastes says, it's indeed a gift from God. So, your work should also flow from your God-given life purpose. Remember Matthew 25, 21? The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Now, what this parable was about was the talents where uh, the master had given certain uh, servants talents and they were supposed to improve upon them. He was simply saying, I have given you a purpose. I've given you something to do and I expect that you should pursue it. The one that did not was thrown out. So uh, God expects us to love others, I believe, by nurturing mutually supportive relationships with family and friends, and by doing satisfying and rewarding work that flows from our God-given life purpose. We've come to the close of this inaugural podcast. I hope you can see how the Date Life podcast is worth your investment in time. We look forward to taking the success journey together so we can all live our best life. Now, if you want to support the Date Life podcast, you can do so at Cash App, dollar sign, Date Life podcast. That's dollar sign, the letter D, the number eight, Life Podcast, all one word, or through Venmo at Date Life Podcast. Every dollar you give will support the Date Life Podcast and the Date Life Nation. You will be seeing a lot of things coming down the line with the Date Life Nation, where you will learn to apply ancient, universal, and fundamental principles of success so you can live your best life. So please share, like, and spread the word. And most of all, go live your best life.